Peace, love, knowledge, and freedom, and welcome to another exciting episode of the So Frail Conversations. Today, um, today I want to talk about overthinking and analyzing, right? Um, the reason why I want to have this conversation is because, you know, you never, you like, when you're open to learning from anything and everything, you can always learn in the most wildest places, right? So I'm speaking to somebody about So Frail, um, young kid, right? And I would define it in form. It's a spiritual, mental, and physical. It's a spiritual, mental, physical embodiment of the essence of analysis and deconstruction, right? So as I was explaining that definition to him, he was like, um, I was explaining that as the definition of masculinity. So as I was explaining that to him, he was like, so how you know if you're really analyzing or you overthinking? And I was like, that's an interesting point. And I feel like it ties into a soul-free conversation because the whole definition of masculinity is, you know, is derived around analysis and deconstruction. So it's like, at what point do you step outside of yourself to say, okay, I'm overthinking. I'm not analyzing and deconstructing anything. I'm overthinking. And my answer, of course, was, you know, because, you know, when you analyze and deconstruct, which analyze and deconstructing is details to give you principles or whatever, right? right? So I was like, you know the difference because overthinking doesn't lead you to any resolution. You feel me? Analysis and deconstruction, it guides you into a definitive point or principle or something that is tangible and directly correlates to what you're thinking. But overthinking, in a sense, it seems as if it's analyzing, but what it's doing is not fine-tuning and breaking the component down. It's creating more negative shit than is than what is really required out of that thing. You feel what I'm saying? So when you're overthinking, overthinking is actually a form of femininity because what's happening is you're placing yourself and analyzing so many details at one time. You feel me? And you're not breaking the details down. You're just constantly revisiting the details. You're not seeking the principle that is within them. So little young boy, he got me thinking. It was like, damn, that is a interesting point. And it kind of just made me want to talk about it today because I'm like, whenever I define it like that, it's like, I know where I, you know what I'm saying, where I stand with it and the purpose of analysis of deconstruction, but it's like, what if there have been people who I've explained that to who have not seen the difference or even internalized the difference between overthinking and analyzing? You feel what I'm saying? Because we look at things like when people say shit like, oh, you're over analytical, but can you really be over-analytical if the goal is to solve a problem or to solve an issue? No. But you can overthink when you're trying to solve a problem because now you're creating multiple ways to solve this one thing. With analysis and deconstruction, it's like it finds... Now, any one of these ways could work when you find the multiple ways, but it's like, okay, this is the way that we're going to make it work for this particular thing. But like overthinking, it's like, okay, I can make it work this way. I can make it work this way. I can make it work this way. And it ties into masculinity because there's never any execution. There's never any action. Masculine is action. The masculine essence is action-based. The feminine principle is uh, passive-based, but the active-based principle and essence is masculinity. So if you're not executing or putting action to what you just, you know, deconstructed, analyzed, or whatever the case may be, it's going to lead to overthinking when you're in a position where you're constantly putting yourself in multiple veins at multiple times. Right? So that's what I want to talk about today. Because I myself, 
I, you know, I look at life like I used to hear all the time, you're an overthinker. People used to tell me I was an overthinker, but because I didn't really get it, it was like I would internalize that. And it's like they would say, like, I'm like, oh, don't don't think like it's hard not to think. But it's like, nah, I'm not. It's not that I'm overthinking. I'm just always analyzing shit. I can't help it. It's not it's not like a, a, a process like I look at the world and that's how things come out. And I observe it. This is what we do as men. Naturally, we observe the natural problems of the world and we look at, you know, we analyze them a certain way. Now, with overthinking, it's like it plays its toll because that is more based off of how something has triggered your feelings. You know what I'm saying? Analysis of deconstruction is more so deconstruction is more so processing the feeling tied to what it is that you're trying to break down. But before we dive heavy into that, um, we're gonna take a quick break. So be sure to follow me on Instagram, underscore just underscore scene, underscore. Be sure to check out my website at IamJustScene.com to get all things that are just seen. Um to all those who did donate tip donate and sponsor to the podcast. You are greatly appreciated. To all those who would like to tip donate and sponsor to the podcast, you can do so by clicking the link in the description of the podcast. Not this episode, but the podcast itself. Cash App and PayPal are just fine. Um, as always, that's that for this and that's this for that. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to dive into so frail conversations, overanalyzing or overthinking. No, overthinking or analyzing. And don't forget to visit IamJustSeen.com. There, you can get all things Just Seen. You want to add the So Frail series to your library? Visit IamJustSeen.com. You want to learn how to master the markets for serious trading and investing? Visit IamJustSeen.com. You want to get your hands on some exclusive merch like tees, hoodies, coffee mugs, hats, bags? Visit IamJustSeen.com. Are you thinking about transitioning into the plant-based lifestyle? Visit IamJustSeen.com. You ever want to just chat with Seen about anything from simple advice to mentorship? Visit IamJustSeen.com. Anything and everything that is me, you can find at IamJustSeen.com. So take a quick peek into my world to see why being just seen is nothing less but always more. Because you never really know what you need until you see it. And you will never see it unless you visit IamJustSeen.com. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. All right, so... um. We'll just dive straight into it. So it's like when we when we consider, you know, overthinking, when we consider overanalyzing things and situations and circumstances, it's like it typically makes us look at life from a perspective of of always being a hamster on the wheel, always thinking. You feel me? The overthinking component, the overthinking reality is that I'm always my mind is always on something. But here's the thing about that. Sometimes it's not really overthinking. It's diving into memories. Like, and here's what I mean by that. Like we get caught up in mm, sometimes it's not overthinking, it's just replaying scenarios. And here's what I mean by that. We get caught up in the thinking, like the word thinking means to think. I know this is gonna seem sound close. It's think. You're saying think. No, no, no. What we have associated as thinking is not what thinking really is, right? So all through school education system, they when, when they tell us to think about something, they're really telling us to draw on a memory about it. You dig what I'm saying? We never really put the two to two and two together. So we never really conceptualize thinking. So we never think. Right. So analyzing is the right way to think. So it's like 
you know, supposedly, but analyzing is the right way to think because it's in the moment you're dealing with what you're dealing with now. When we were taught to think in school, you know, it's like a teacher was like, yo, think back to this or think about this. That's not processing the situation in the moment. That's recalling the memory of what it was. Think about what we did last week. Think about this. Think about this point. It's never think. Right. Think right now about what's in front of you. And most of the quote unquote knowledge that we obtain is basically how well we can recall shit. So we think we're thinking, but we're not thinking. And that's the crazy thing. So when we're looking at overthinking versus analyzing, when we're looking at overthinking, it's over recollection. You're playing, like I was saying, you're playing scenarios in your head. Most of the time when people be like, yo, I'm in my head, I'm thinking this because you're drawing on past situations or past experiences and it's all running together to try to hinder you from doing something, right? Case in point, when people, when people ask, like, ask me whether or not something is easy or hard, for me, I'm going to say it's easy if I do it, you know what I mean? But I will never say anything is hard because that automatically puts the label on it and I go into it like that. So now in my mind, when I'm making an association to something hard, all I can do is think about other hard things that I've done. What did those hard things do for me? They took me out the game. They made me not want to do X, Y, and Z or whatever the case may be. So I never look at anything as hard, right? I look at something as a means to learn how to do something, right? But when we tie that to the reality that we're experiencing right now of thinking, drawing into like our circumstances when things are hard, it's like, how do I get over it? You feel me? I have to constantly revisit what it is that makes me not want to do this, right? For example, trading and investing. Y'all know I talk about this shit all the time because this is my shit. I fucks with it. I love it. I love doing it because it's an experience, right? And it's a dope experience. Very profitable. <clears throat> but when I talk to people who want to learn it and they be like, everything is based off of something that they've done in the past. Well, what about like, for example... I don't use indicators when I trade. I don't use indicators when I read a chart. I don't use them, right? So therefore, I'm not going to teach my students to use indicators. Makes no sense to me. I'm not going to teach you how to use something that I don't use. That's a waste of both of our time. You feel what I'm saying? But they're coming from a space. Some of those students will be coming from a space of using indicators and shit, right? So they'll be asking me, how can I do... like? Their overthinking derives from what indicator do I need? To, what will my indicator say? What should my indicator say? The, like these things are recollections. I said, I'm teaching you something totally different. That is not what you're used to. You have to break the stigma of that. And overthinking often comes in when we're trying to bring an old mindset into a new circumstance. Every time you're in a new situation, you're in a new situation. I know, duh, it's a new situation. But no. Every time you're in a new situation, it is to be experienced in a new way. Yes, you have your arsenal of resources and skills that you're supposed to draw on as an experience and a learning tool, but not as a mandate for how you should do the next thing. You feel me? You see it all the time in relationships. That's like, you know, that's how we get wrapped up in, in relationships. If we got hurt by somebody in our past and shit, we can only see the pain going forward. It's not overthinking. It's dwelling on memories. Dwelling on memories that flood our minds. You feel what I'm saying? And that's what fucks us up. 
That's what fucks us up because when we now approach something new, we overthink. But really, we draw on the past memory that's tied to this particular circumstance. This is why I mentioned the day trading and investing because like people draw on to what they had in the past. Similar with the relationships. We draw on to the shit that the women of our past had. What had done to us and that's what we hold on to. Or that we've done shit too. You feel what I'm saying? And then going into the future situations, we like, okay, I got to really, like, when this happens, it's like, I'm over, you, people are like, yo, you're not overthinking, you're over-memorizing. You feel me? Shorty don't answer her phone. You feel me? It's like, where does your mind go with that? Not in the moment of what type motherfucker she is, but it goes into the past. You feel me? I had an experience with a woman one time. And I, I broke routine and shit, like, because, you know, I would always sleep in. But this particular day, I would I decided to go get some money. And, you know, so I started Ubering and shit. And so she's calling me while I got a rider in the car. You feel me? Just blowing my phone up and shit. Sending text messages. So after I got the person out, I called him. She's spazzing and shit. And I'm like, she's like, anything could have happened to you? You could have been. No, you thought I was at a bitch house. That's what you thought. That's what you thought. That's where your mind went. You see what I'm saying? And it's like, she overthought. She overthought in that situation rather than analyzing, okay, who am I dealing with right now? Not what has happened to me in the past that's reminiscent of the situation. It's who am I dealing with right now in this situation? That's what I would tell people. Like, People can have the same... Uh, you can... The same action from a person can affect you, but their mindset could be different as to, to that. Like, you can't change how, you know what I'm saying? You can't change how somebody speaks to another person, but you, you know what I'm saying? How you're going to respond to that. You feel me? But in their mind, it has to be what it is. So it's like, when we're looking at people who have, you know, they never wronged us, they never did anything wrong. You know what I'm saying? What reason do we have not to trust what they what they say, what they do? You feel me? Other than the fact that it's like, oh, this is the past that I'm dwelling on. I can't be dwelling on the present or the future because this person literally has not done anything for me to think like this. You feel what I'm saying? But now I create all these different scenarios in my head. That's overthinking. Analyzing is like, okay, this particular circumstance requires me to do this. Rather than, you know, in the past, I was in, in the past, this happened. I didn't respond this way or in the past, this happened. So I need to be on guard for that. For what? For what? Really ask yourself what that gets you. You feel me? You have to take a moment to really ask yourself what that gets you. That is just overthinking. You feel me? In a nutshell, that is fucking overthinking. And. This is where it gets crazy, too, because overthinking, well, thinking as a whole leads to manifestation, but overthinking leads to manifestation. And I'm I'm expressing it in a sense of tying it back to how I was saying recollecting memory. So when I talk to people and I say the universe doesn't give you what you want in response to what you think about the most. What derives in your head. So like. The mind, the thought, what breaks down, like there's two dynamics to, or two polarities to um, thinking, so to speak. You have the actual thought itself and then you have the memory. Memories are tied to the past. Thoughts are tied to the future. 
You feel me? This is why it's important to constantly think about certain things that you want to manifest themselves and happen. This is why people do vision boards. This is why people like, because it's hard, it's hard to dwell on a future because you can create it and change it so many different times. But to dwell on the past, you can literally think about the same circumstance over and over and over and over and over and over again. It will stick to you and manifest itself into reality. So when we say these hoes ain't loyal, these hoes ain't loyal, these hoes ain't loyal, these hoes ain't loyal, the universe isn't going to give you a loyal woman. That's not what's going to enter your space. It's going to be what you can identify and what's in your mind the most, an unloyal woman. Self-fulfilling prophecy. The power of the tongue is it's life and death in the power of the tongue. But what precedes what comes off the tongue is what hits the mind and what stays in the mind. You dig what I'm saying? And overthinking is a means in which manifestation takes place. You dig what I'm saying? Overthinking is a means in which manifestation takes place. And a lot of people miss that. And a lot of people don't catch that because they're like, you know, what I'm, you know, I'm going to do my little, little fucking rituals and moon work and all of that other shit. It don't mean nothing if that's not on your head. If that's not constantly in your mind. It's hard to put shit in your future, in your mind, the same way, the same structure, how you want it to envision. You're going to keep changing it. But it's easy to it's easy to dwell on the circumstance of the past. And that's what keeps you there. Like when we get heartbroken and shit and we keep thinking about the exact pain. It stays there. You don't get a chance to heal because now you're overthinking about it and it's staying in your head. But you can overthink from the forward perspective, you know, because like I was saying, thinking how we think, think is thinking. <laughs> it's actually memorizing. But to actually think is more of a forward future driven thing. You're thinking in the moment to create and push something forward. That's where more so analysis comes in. But the mind works on both sides of those coin flips. It's what is there the most. You feel what I'm saying? You got to listen to the way that you speak to yourself. You got to listen to the shit that you put into your unconscious mind and subconscious mind. That's what overthinking does. It stores it in your unconscious mind. And that's when it becomes intention. I think I talked about this in the episode. I don't remember what season it was in. It was intentions and goals, right? There's a difference between an intention and a goal. And it, and a, a, an intention hits your unconscious mind. A goal stays in your conscious mind. This is why it can change so much. And goals are for the future. You feel me? Goals are for the future. So when you set up a goal, this is why it's good to write them down exactly how you want it to happen and plan accordingly and constantly revisit it because your mind has to see it all the time. In order for it to process and start to move down levels and from your unconscious mind, from your conscious mind, subconscious mind to your unconscious mind. Once it hits your unconscious mind, it transforms from a goal to an intention. An intention, people don't really, I don't think people really understand the depths of intentions because we made them synonymous to goals. You feel me? Intentions are the unconscious things. Intentions are the fuel for the unconscious actions to manifest themselves. When your intentions are set, you cannot change your reality. This is why I don't give a fuck. When people say, as men, we do this shit. We'll tell, you know, we'll cheat. <laughs> we'll do all that savage shit. And we'll tell a woman, I never meant to hurt you. Those were never my intentions. Yes, they were. Yes, they were. Your goal may not have been to hurt her. Or 
you didn't give a fuck about her. Now you just really upset right now. You just really fucked up because you got caught or whatever the case may be. But your intentions were to treat her like shit. Your intentions were to hurt her. How? Because of what we overthink about. What constantly imprints into our unconscious mind. You feel me? And what do we listen to? Look at the music we listen to. That's why it's like, it's hard to say I want to be a monogamous man or I want to be in this situation or I want to be devout, like have like, and then constantly flood our minds and listen to the same shit over and over and over again. That same shit that we listen to, it triggers the thought that ties us to a certain reality. And the universe doesn't respond to what we want. It responds to what we think about the most. And in this case, that what we think about the most is constantly recollecting on shit. We have visions and imprints of, okay, this is a bad bitch. This is a bad bitch. Like If you think about what a bad bitch is right now, there's so many different dynamics of the overthinking that you create. But in thinking that, this is all you want. This ties, this ties a lot into the lust episode, that impromptu idea, because it, it has its merit in it too. You feel me? But in us overthinking... We program ourselves for what we're thinking about, but it's not only, it's not what we're thinking about, but it's what we're recalling. So as I was saying with the vision board, this is why it's like, yo, make sure you can see what you want your future to be every single day. Make sure you can see what you want your future to be every single day, because it has to hit your unconscious mind for it to become an intention. Once intentions are set, it's going to happen. Goals, mm, they're hit or miss because your conscious mind changes daily. Your unconscious mind is is the rung that is like directly connected to your soul. So I always talk about the bridge between the, the, the bridge between the body and the mind. I mean the body and the soul, or the bridge between action and will is the mind, which is thought, right? So when you get to that final rung, which is the unconscious mind that taps you into your spiritual side, your spirit. Once it an intention writes and in, it's like basically a goal that writes onto your spirit, your spirit, your soul. It don't, it don't, it don't forget. It don't, it's going to make that a reality, but it's only when you keep it in your mind the most. You feel me? It's hard to actually think. It's easy to remember, but it's hard to think. And when they tell us, yo, think about it, they're really telling us to remember something, but we've been programmed so, so heavily into memorizing shit that we think we're thinking. No, let me rephrase that. We believe we're thinking. I'm not even going to say we think because I'm separating it. We believe that we are thinking because something is in our mind. No, you're recalling. There's two dynamics to things that are in your mind. You have the recollection and you have the thought. You feel me? This is one of the reasons why I tell people, and I think I just said in a recent podcast, was like hindsight is 2020. Foresight can be 2020 as well if hindsight is understood. Because the whether it's hindsight or foresight, it's the sight that you have to have. You have to be able to see forward and backwards. We're so programmed and wired to see backwards that we can't see forward. You dig what I'm saying? Some people have to learn to tap into their past in order to use their future. To say, okay, I achieved this at one point in time. I achieved this at one point in time. So I know that I can achieve other things. That's the fuel for some people. They're able to, to, to trigger that. But a lot of people, when it's time to do something new, they focus on a failure. Or they focus on why they couldn't do something. Or why something wasn't for them. Imagine a generational curse. <laughs> Imagine a generational curse that you believe in your entire bloodline can't do something. 
This is why is this is why one of the, this is one of the reasons why you have to. And I did an entrepreneurial episode, I think, on reassurance versus advice or something like that. This is why you got to make sure you're getting advice from people and not reassurance. Reassurance caters to your memories. It doesn't. Reassurance caters to your memories. Advice caters to your thoughts. Therefore, reassurance caters to your past. Advice caters to your future. You dig what I mean? So when we're getting reassurance, thinking that we're getting advice that sticks on, like, for example, when women had these he-man hater clubs and shit, even we got them too, but I'm speaking so for a conversation. So it's like when women had those male bashing circumstances, fuck boy this, fuck boy this, fuck boy this, and they wonder why they keep running in fuck boys. It's like, damn. Her intention is to be with the fuckboy and she don't even know it. You feel me? Same shit with us. I want a bad bitch. I want a bad bitch. I want a bad bitch. And then you get a chick with this lazy with no skills. She's a bad bitch. The fuck? <laughs> what else did you want out of that? You feel me? I know it, it could be a joke and I hope it's a joke. You feel me? I don't know. But I just seen this post about one of the city girls and shit. She was like, she was 13 years old in the third grade. I know that get, shit gotta be fake or some shit. I don't know what the fuck it was. But she was like, she was 13 years old in the eighth grade. I mean, the third grade. And that made me think of, because I think it was around the time Power, the episode of Power came out where um Zeke thought he was 19, but they lied about his age and told him he was 23. It's like, yo, how the fuck, nigga, you don't know you 23 and you 19? Like, the fuck? Like, but it was like in that in that expression that it made me think i was like so if this chick really was 13 in the third grade right how many motherfuckers did she just hype up to have a whole hot girl summer you feel me so it caters into what the mind can be programmed for this is why i say the mind is the most delicate most strongest thing on the face of this earth because it takes nothing to change it, but it takes everything to change it. You dig know what I'm saying? Like the smallest thing can be the biggest thing. And also the biggest thing can be the smallest thing. But that's the power in it. You feel what I'm saying? But then when we look at the dualities of taking it back to, to where it was that we may have originated from, as far as the mental thought, I'm not talking about history. Like, as far as the mental thought where that originated from, like, what depths did it come from and where's it going to go? We spend more time, and the media, all of this shit is, like, is designed like this, to spend more time keeping you focused on memory and recalling shit, recalling memories than it is to, like, <sighs> ooh, memories have more affinity for trauma. Thoughts have more affinity for euphoria, right? When you can memorize euphoria, it's tied to the thoughts that you have, right? But to memorize trauma, is, is it has a different impact on it because it's like every, the, the I guess the system, the, the structures that be, they want people's minds in a space where you can be trained, but all you think about is the past. Don't think about anything in the future that is coming that could be impending. Don't think about that shit. Think about the past. Case in point, I use this example because I was talking to an old head. And this was when like I was like, yo, this is masculinity right here. But this ties into overthinking versus, you know, and over and analyzing or whatever. 
but I realized we were speaking off of two different points of the thought. I was more so thinking about, I was, I was actually thinking and he was recalling and we were speaking about the same thing. Here's what I mean by that. I was talking about the vaccine or the jab or whatever the case may be. Um, and in it, I was saying, you know, he was like, why are you not taking it or whatever the case may be? I was saying, because in the moment now, what they put in it is different. It's mRNA technology. It's not a vaccine. They put certain shit in it. His thing was, well, they've done that in the past and we've taken them before. My thing is just because you've done it. And, this, and, I'm, and now I'm like, yes, they've done it in the past and you've taken them before. And the effects are in my generation now. You feel what I'm saying? I said, your grandkids, your kids, they're like my age. You feel what I'm saying? I said, have you seen the prevalence of autism and the shit that's like that started with the vaccines and shit that y'all gave the green light for? You feel what I'm saying? And he was like, oh, y'all are trying to think too deep. And no, 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 no. It's not about thinking. And that's what, something that I've learned. When people say shit like you thinking too deep about something, it's not that they can't go as deep. It's y'all are coming from two different pockets of the mind. For them, they can't go that deep because it's in their memory. You're not drawing on memory when you're speaking on something that you're going deep about. You're, you're using the thought and it opens you up to a whole different whole different level. You are more closed in when you're drawing on memories, especially memories that are old because you're repeating them. You're not even having the same energy. You're not even able to go as deep. You feel me? Of course, a motherfucker who says, okay, everything ain't that deep because they don't have a, they don't, they're not able to go that deep. They're able, they're only able to recollect shit. They're not able to think. There is no depth when you're thinking. You feel what I'm saying? Like really sit and contemplate that right now. There can be no depth if you are truly thinking about something. Like you feel what I'm saying? When people have conversations and shit and they be like, ooh, I want somebody to go as deep as me. And then it's like, yo, like when I have conversations, well, I've had conversations in the past, like with women who's like, you know, on some sapiosexual shit. Oh my gosh. The thought process, it feels, it makes me all. Oh. It's like, I never thought about that shit like that before. And I'd I be, th I, I had, at the time I didn't notice, but I'm like, yo, I don't think you thought. Because what I'm speaking about right now, you have nothing that you can draw your memory on. That's why you're sitting listening to me. And you can't engage. You're having to process this shit. I'm giving you a new thought. Something that you have never, like this is a whole different, is now going to trigger something in your brain, a whole new neuronal uh, synapse and that's going to go off and be created. These are different. You feel me? This is, a, this is different because this is what it is to think. Imagine always being in a conversation where you're remembering shit. You know? People, people want to know what it is to have a good conversation. What it is to be a conversationalist. Like people think conversationalists are just motherfuckers that can talk a lot. Like, no, a good to be a, the IST suffix means profession. I mean, professional, like you're very proficient, prolifically proficient at what you do. You feel what I'm saying? You are at the upper echelon, like a pianist, a violinist, a racist. Um, you are at the pinnacle of that. You feel me? A conversationalist means that you are at the pinnacle of conversation. But let's break down what conversation is. First, conversation is communication. It's a message sent and a message received, right? Conversation also, I mean, communication also goes into body language, tone, you know what I'm saying? Hearing, receiving. But another part of that 
is being able to infuse past and present recollection and thought. That's a conversation. We have conversations that are mainly focused on recollection, even into the science community. Think about it. Think about this. What is the number one thing on science? When they talk about cancer, they talk about research. They're dwelling on the memory. Research. Why is there no pre-search? I mean, I get it. You can't look before you look, but you feel what I'm saying? I'm using this as, as an extreme example. Why is there no initial search? Science doesn't even fuck with the initial search. If initial, if, if an initial search comes out, they'll complete, no, this has not been done before. Same with the law. This has not, what precedent do we have to charge this case? They sit in the realm. Now that makes me wonder. Because if you can have precedence and you can constantly find a certain pocket, that means there's a limited amount of crimes. That means the people have to be programmed to fall into a box of criminal activity. And we know what crimes you're going to commit. <laughs> and we know how to charge you accordingly. You dig what I mean? But I don't want to dig on it just from the law perspective. But that's, that's where the system is designed to do, to make you recall shit. Never to learn new shit. Never to think like that. And we don't think. We remember and we call it thinking. You feel what I'm saying? A true thought is a moment. A, a, a true thought, like I said, it, it creates the future. A true memory creates the past. I know they sound like some sci-fi shit. But it creates the past and solidifies it. You feel me? How many forward thoughts are we actually doing like to actually progress? No, they teach us to stay in history. People be wondering like this. And it's, it happens perfectly because this is the fucking month. Why is there a black history month? I had a conversation with a white dude one time. He was like, you guys got black history month. Like, you know, it's like you guys got a whole month. I said, because we have to be reminded of a certain thing. We don't want you to think about becoming black future. Kanye just said something though. He said, I'm black history and I'm black future, whatever. But we don't have to think about becoming black future when we're dwelling on black history. They don't even call it white history. They don't have to because they're still practicing the innovation. They don't call it Asian history. They don't have, we don't even know Asian history. They don't teach Asian history in school. Asian said, we keeping all our shit to ourselves. Fuck y'all. Y'all ain't getting our history. You feel what I mean? But at the same time, it's different because it's like that ties into the other aspect. Now I'm about to get like woke with the shit and call it, you know, his history is his story. Mystery is my story. The mystery is the future. When we look at Kemet, Everybody talk about Kemet and the African spiritual systems and all of that shit. And they, they called them the mystery systems, the mystery schools. You feel me? They did that shit for a reason. Yeah, we know history, but we have to create the mystery. That's why mysteries are filled with questions. <laughs> That's why history is filled with answers. The duality of the mind. You feel me? The duality of the mind. It has two points, the recall and the thought, the recollection and the thought. 
You feel what I'm saying? You recollect to dwell on the answers. You think to dwell on the questions. You dig what I mean? So when we look at overthinking versus overanalyzing, I'm not even gonna say overanalyzing because that's not the title. The title is overthinking it or analyzing. Analyzing is the thought that is for the mystery. Overthinking derives from the memory of the history. You feel me? All of this shit goes in this way, but I'm I'm speaking on like back to the point of you know why do we have Black History Month and nobody else gets history and it's not fair and all of that. Exactly, nobody else gets history, but like we have a certain month of modules is like you know. Why? And they tell us what to dwell on. This is the history we want you to have because every year it imprints. Now, this is why they show all passive images. Passive images of buses and boycotts and all that shit. They don't teach anything about financial literacy. They like when they talked about the Black Panther Party, they demonized, but they don't like how do you gonna steal wick for the from the demons? Like they created the wick, the food programs and the other the other gangster shit that they did, and it's like y'all are really trying to erase them. Off the shit. They created and gave it to you. They, they created it and gave it to you. And that's the things they get. But whatever. It's his story. But when we listen to his story, he tells his story the way he wants us to hear it. So now when we recall on our story, now it creates the, the, the psychological imprints or whatever. You feel me? And then creating the psychological imprints when we overthink. Like analyzing the situation is not... When you're analyzing a situation, you're not thinking about the past. You're thinking about the situation at hand and how it plays out and really deciphering it and breaking it down. This is why mathematics and science are masculine principles. Disciplines. This is why like language arts and what is it? Language arts, basically reading and writing. That's why they're more feminine in essence. You feel me? Because it's not about sitting down in the moment and analyze something. It's pulling things out of creativity space. You feel me? So when we overthink, we're really not overthinking. We're just in deep contemplation of some past shit. But a person in the analyzing mode, they have zoned into a space to break down a full component of something. That's what it is to analyze. So when they say think about something, you should be looking into space. Okay, what are all the tangible things that I have right here? How do I put them together to change what I need to change? Or it's like, but when they they try to recall, it's like go back. And so now when we go into school and we go into the education system, this is one of the reasons why we drop out and why we quit so quick and why we get frustrated and why we feel like we can't be taught because we're not taught. We're not good at memory. We're not good at overthinking. We're not good at analyzing shit. We're not dwelling like... A feminine side, the feminine side to this shit. Recollection is a feminine side. Thought is a masculine side. So why women remember details from shit from 1947. They were born in 1990 and shit, and they just know so much about like you can't fuck up and they pay. You can't fuck up and say some shit wrong, even in a, in a slip of the tongue. They remember that shit as if it was the real thing you were supposed to say because they dwell on like, and that's why we can't do it. I broke this down in Sofra 1 about how, or was it Sofra 2? One of them. But whatever it was, it was like how a woman to send a whole paragraph text message. And what will we respond to? The important shit. We're not responding to that whole motherfucker. In her mind, the whole thing is important. It's not. 
It's not. These are the, the highlighted pieces. These are the important pieces. Fuck the details and your feelings right now. These are the important pieces. This is what I'm responding to. So you just not, you're just going to, I didn't ignore what you said specifically. I hit the principle. I don't care about the detail. You do. You feel me? Because it's tied to recollection. Like I said, this is why like we typically don't hold grudges. A lot of women be like, oh, I envy that men can move on. So it's not that we can move on so quick. It's just the way in which we approach the situation. From the future thought. Like, think about this. If the thought is for, you know what I'm saying, about the future. You feel me? And what we think is thinking is really recollection. What we believe is thinking is recollection. Right? This is why it's like, yo, how do men break up and move on so fast you couldn't have loved or whatever the case may be? It's the forward thought. Analysis is a forward thought. Recollection is a hind is a hindrance. Think about our circles. Our homies don't let us dwell too long. Yo, man, all these hoes out here in whatever city I'm in, fuck that bitch. Go find you another one. Your homegirls are going to, their homegirls are going to make them stay in that space until, you know, oh, I'm so hurt, girl. He ain't shit. You knew, like, don't worry about him. He ain't shit. You're going to find you somebody else and you keep dwelling on the fact that he ain't shit. You feel me? He ain't shit. Men ain't shit, all this shit. Like, then we start to dwell on it. And then you start to create that reality. You feel me? We do it too when the shit, like, you feel me? Dudes, oh, you know, y'all, y'all really be hurt as fuck when y'all got curved in high school, or whatever, because y'all may have been corny or whatever the case may be. Oh, yeah, you feel me? They ain't want me. Mike Jones is a perfect example of that shit. Back then, they didn't want me. Now I'm hot. They all on me. They still don't want you. You just got money. <laughs> they still don't want you. You feel me? But it's the recollection of the shit. Because then when you think about it, it's like, I don't worry about who didn't want me then. I'm not even that motherfucker then. You feel me? It's like, yo, who am I going to get when I'm here? You feel me? But that's forward thinking. It's forward thinking versus recollection. But that's the dualities of the mind to the core of the basis of the difference between overthinking and analyzing, analyzing as far as masculinity goes. We have both of them. But you feel me? Overthinking and what they broke down and taught us that overthinking is recollection. We got to stop recalling shit. We know enough. This is why it's like with the woke community. Like I fuck with y'all for a decent amount of time. I still, I still fuck with it. I fuck with the majority of the people. Here's where I stop fucking with it because it's like, what are we doing outside of history? What are we doing outside of history? When we quote unquote dropping knowledge, when we doing all this shit, all it is is history. Oh, shit. Talk about the same shit over and over. Get a white man back his religion. Get this, then the third. I'm going to use myself as a perfect example because I feel like I'm a perfect example for this shit. When I hear conscious people say, get a white man back his religion, that's what that was used to enslave us. Right? It's like we weren't slaves before this. I mean, we weren't Christians. We weren't Muslims before the... Uh, transatlantic slave trade and trans-Saharan slave trade, respectively. We weren't that. Give them back their religions or whatever the case may be, right? Sounds cool. Sounds cool, but they don't have the forethought to it because you. Know, I asked them, why? Well, it's because it was the white man's religion. They gave it to us. They. What do you know now? Fuck what the past says. What does the thought of the future say? You feel me? This is why I'm one of the 
ain't gonna say one of the only people, but one of the only people I know in close proximity to myself that has told you, do not give up your religion until you thoroughly understand it for yourself. You may not have the understanding to give up your religion. You feel what I'm saying? You can't just believe a motherfucker that says, you know, because there's shit that got motherfuckers through the shit. That's why they still stuck into it. You feel me? You got to be able to know that shit enough to say, okay, bam, I understand it enough to walk away from it. Hey, bro, for real, though, at some point, we got to stop talking to women about masculinity and start talking to each other about it. And I mean really talk to each other. Not as enablers and co-signers, but as men trying to reach the pinnacle of our essence. And that's what the So Frail series does. So Frail 1 is the definition. So Frail 2 is the acknowledgement. And So Frail 3 is the resolution. If you're out with the So Frail conversations, I can guarantee you will rock with the So Frail series of books. So visit IamJustSeen.com right now so you can add the series to your library. I promise you will never look at masculinity the same again. And you're going to stop wasting your time arguing with women about it. This is a conversation that men need to have between men. And it's time we start having this conversation now. You feel me? I've had several conversations with people. Oh, you going to come back? <laughs> no, I'm not. I promise you, you're going to come back at, at at certain point. And it's like, I always get in some fucked up conversation because they send threats and shit based off shit they believe. And they don't, and they can't clash with understanding. Belief will never beat understanding. Understanding is the highest level of the mind. Belief is the lowest. When you reach understanding with something, belief has no merit. However, belief doesn't have the wherewithal to, to reach understanding. So everything that you're expressing to anything or something about an understanding, if they just have a belief about it, they can't get you. You will literally be having a conversation with a motherfucker like, yo, why can't you get it? Because they can't believe you. Levels of the mind's belief, knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. If a motherfucker can't believe you, they'll never reach your understanding. You'll never be able to get them to your understanding. That's why I don't try to convince motherfuckers to believe shit that I say. I say, go fact check me. The reason why I say that too is because I understand what it takes to get through the wall of cognitive dissonance. Motherfuckers ain't going to get there. You'll never reach understanding if you can't even get through the wall of cognitive dissonance. But that is tied to how the overthinking theme of we recollect and we constantly dwell on the same shit. Some people can't fathom some of the shit that would blow their mind if they actually paid attention to their religion and read it. Are you feel me? And the, the example that I was going to break down and shit was like, I had somebody tell me, you know, you're going to come back to it. I said, no, I'm not. I'm done with it. They're like, what you mean? I said, I already broke the information down. I understand it. I don't need it. No, you need it. I don't need it. You need it. You're speaking on your own projection of your, your fear. Like, why do you feel like I need it? Because everybody, no, everybody don't need it. Hence why you can have a divergence of different religions. It's for people who don't know how to deal with their own moral compass. Who people who need rules to be human. I wonder who started that shit. But anywho, so as I'm expressing, it was like, fuck them all up. Because this is dwelling on memory. This is what happens when recollection clashes with thought. This is what happens when recollection clashes with thought. And when understanding clashes with belief. So the motherfucker says, at the name of Jesus, every tongue shall confess and every knee shall bow. That's what the Bible say. I said, true. The Bible also says, deny me in front of my father. No, deny me in front of my in front of man. I deny you in front of my father. Does it not? 
And they were like, yep, yep, it sure do. And then they tried to hit me with some bullshit, talking about, well, you know, even the devil know the word. I get so upset and disrespected when motherfuckers feel like I'm a devil because I understand they shit better than them and I chose to walk away from it. But anywho, so I quoted that. I said, you know, at the, because they quoted the name of Jesus, every tongue shall confess and every knee shall bow. I said, the name of Jesus, right? And it was like, yeah. And I was like, it also said, there's no, there's no name greater than Jesus, right? And they're like, yeah. And I said, and it also says, deny me in front of man and I deny you in front of my father, right? And they're like, yeah, I don't get what you're getting at. You act like you know it and shit. I said, yeah, and I do because Jesus's real name was not Jesus. It was Yeshua. So when you get to heaven or whatever the case may be and you you say in Jesus name, he's going to say, I never knew you because that was never my name. You can hear a rat pissing on cotton. Good. That's the difference between recollection and thought. Now they all fucked up because what they always believed, they never thought about. They never sought to understand. Told you like that shit don't weigh up. I didn't just like you feel me. It don't add up. This is but this is the difference between thinking and analyzing. This is the difference between overthinking and analyzing. Like I analyze shit. <laughs> I don't think about it from the way my mind was programmed to think about. Because when I tell people, yo, think about this, they try to draw into the memory bank. You can't draw into the memory bank because I'm sticking in the moment right now. You feel me? There's so many times that I fuck people up in regular conversations from religion to entrepreneurship to anything because it's like I showed them something where that was a thought. I couldn't, there was no memory for me to draw on. You feel me? And that's overthinking. And then after I said that to them, now I sent them back all fucked up because now they can't analyze it. They're overthinking, okay, well, well, damn, his name ain't. Well, if his name ain't Jesus, and it's like, well, how do you know his name wasn't because the letter J didn't exist to 1500s, 1550 to be exact. Shit, hell, AD and BC is because of him. So if we starting at zero, like you're calling the motherfucker his name that wasn't his name for 1550, 1550 years, that wasn't that man's name. So who you really calling on? Who you really print fucks them all up. See, belief, when belief clashes with understanding, shit looks crazy. When thought clashes with recollection, shit looks crazy. But that's a lot of times what the conversations are with people. Here's what I tell people. You could be talking about the same thing and not talking about the same thing. If I'm talking about something, I'm speaking to something that requires you to actually think. And we're in a space where you're choosing to recall. We're not going to get anywhere. You feel me? We're not going to get anywhere. When I'm teaching people about trading and investing and they're asking me to teach them and they tell me, okay, so what I do is this, that, and the thirds. So why are we here? Like, why are we here? What do you mean? Why are we here? It doesn't matter what I tell you. You're already set on what you feel is right. But at the same time, it's not working for you. That's why you're here right now. So are you going to shut the fuck up? Well, I've been burned in the past. I this, that, and the third. I was like, I got you. I don't do none of the shit that got you fucked up in the game the last time. Did you sign up for my team? No. Are you on my telegram? No. Don't you get a money back guarantee? Yeah. Don't. Oh, you're not. Exactly. This is a whole different experience. But you're taught to only recollect. Cynicism. Skepticism. They're all rooted in, you feel me? They're all rooted in recollection. What are you drawing on? Why do you have this, this negative perception of, of this thing, of this reality? Especially reality that you never experienced before.
You feel me? I had so many people like, yo, Forex is a scam. Not for me, nigga. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, it's, it's, it don't scam me. <laughs> That's I, like, I even did a TikTok video one time. And I was like, um, no, Forex is not a scam. But, nigga, it's scammers in Forex. The fuck? Like, that's the same as, like, yo, would you not get a credit card because there's credit card scammers? Same shit. Like, it's like motherfuckers be like, I wouldn't fuck with Forex because I got scammed. You got scammed by a scammer. That doesn't mean that you got to stay away from that shit, but that's the thought process. But again, that's how those scammers work. They understand, without, without even really understanding, they understand that I got to get you to believe that Forex is real. Me, on the other hand, I teach you to understand what Forex does, what Forex is. Two totally different things. But when I'm presenting that to you is, hey, yo, I'm teaching you. It's like, oh, no, nah, well, what about the signals? When am I going to get uh, signals? When am I going to get the uh, indicators? What indicators? We're not using none of that shit. You're going to create the signals. So it's like, how do you know when the trade is ready? I analyze the bitch and I have a rough estimate about where I want to interact. And I set an alert and walk away from the fucking screen. You don't use signals. I'm the fucking signal. The fuck? You know what I'm saying? They'll be like, why don't you use indicators? I'm the indicator. The indicator does what? Tells you when to buy, tells you when to sell, tells you when to get in, when to get out. When you know how to read the shit, tell yourself when to get in and get out. The fuck? You feel me? But like I said, when it's something that you can draw on it from memory, like the way in which I teach it, you can't memorize the shit. There's no pattern. I don't follow. I'm not a pattern trader. I don't do that shit. I don't follow patterns because the market doesn't follow patterns. It follows human psychology and human emotion. So when motherfuckers don't know what they doing, start throwing money in the market, it gets volatile. When there's blood in the streets, it's time to feast. But they always do it at the wrong time. But anyway, it's because of the recollection. After they lose one time, I can't invest. It's not the right time to invest. No, you got in the wrong way. You got in the wrong way. You got to know how to play this game because you got to think about it. You really have to use your thought. You can't recollect on this shit. Like I be telling people, they'll be like, oh, I remember that. I got a trade like this one time. You, This not that same trade. The setup could look the exact same, but the correlation numbers could be off. You feel me? Where in the last moment it went up, this time it's going to go down because the correlation numbers aren't the same. You feel what I'm saying? Or this could be the end of the run. This could be a market turn. This can be so many different things. And there's still data that hasn't even shown yet. You feel what I'm saying? What do you do then? How do you maneuver then? You feel what I'm saying? You can't rely on that. You got to be able to think for real. But see, our programming is recollection. Our program is recollection, but low key, I'm going to say this real quick. That's why the markets work because they, they, they focus on the fact that motherfucker just focus on memory points of memory, support and resistance and shit like that. SNRs. That's what they talk about. You feel me? That's what they talk about, but it's based off of remember this point. All right, nigga, the memory is in the past. We are on new data. So when you get to that point thinking, oh, it's supposed to hit that point, and it goes straight through, now you have fed the beast. Don't even know it because you got to know who's in control versus what direction the market is going in and vice versa. But I'm saying that because that ties into this. Because now when I'm 
when when people are overthinking you feel me like i don't overthink the charts yo could it go up could it go down could it do this could it just i'm past that now <laughs> i'm way past that part now i analyze them and say it's going to do this and it does because of the level in which i have put the understanding in like and i bought a shit i can say oh no nah. like when i got i got a homie who gets stopped out I'm like, bro, it went in my favor. Didn't it turn around? I said, because you was in the wrong direction. Nah, it, it went up, though. I said, I know, but who was in control? Go at one time frame and tell me, yo, bro, they were selling from the higher. I know. You fed them. You were one of the people that fed them. One of the buyers that they needed to sell to. It's the trap. It's the trap. You feel me? But it's deeper than just the trap because it's the psychology behind it. It's the psychology behind it. You feel me? This is some of the deeper shit that that I that I don't have the patience to teach people about trading and investing. You have to transition your mind from being a recollector to a thinker, a real thinker. You can't say if I tell you to think about what the chart is telling you. I don't know. It's that's when you get to the I don't know point, and it's not just about the charts now. This is about everything. When you get to a point of I don't know, it's because there's nothing in your memory bank to draw on. And your thoughts haven't reached a point where you can think in that moment and figure it out. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you think I should do. I don't know. When I talk to people who tell me shit like, yo, seeing they'll send me some information like, yo, what you think I should do about this? What you think you should do about it? The fuck you asking me for? Respectfully. Respectfully. You feel me? Like the fuck you asking me for? This is your shit. <laughs> the fuck you want me to do do it for you like what the fuck can i do for you because there's no memory there's nothing in their recollection because they haven't learned anything that is stored into their recollection to draw on this experience so there's nothing for them to think about because there's nothing for them to remember now when it's time to think about something it becomes hard you know, that's one of I had to learn this about myself to keep from getting angry with people and frustrated because I had to realize that in tapping into masculinity and truly accepting it, I had access something that a lot of people had not accessed yet. So when I'm looking at motherfuckers like, what the fuck? How'd you get here? Their memories were good. They could recall some shit, but they couldn't think. And I had to reach the level where I was really thinking. And I had transcended certain points that when I brought certain information back, there was really nothing that you could think about. It's just like, oh, nah, this is out of my league. Like, I've, I've had so many people talking about, I'm going to leave that to you because that ain't for me. I've had people who say, I want to get in investing, but I don't want to do the work. Can you do it for me? I'm going to tax the fuck out of you. If I got to trade and do that shit for you, I'm taxing the fuck out of you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. How, how much? You, I'm going to take 60. You'll get 40. But it's my money give a fuck I don't care if you front me the shit to flip for you it's my effort it's my reward it's my risk I have to put in all of the work the time the effort you giving me 60 fucking percent bro I don't give a bro sis whoever I don't give a fuck like you you got to pay me for that well I got and this is what pisses what what get me all the time but this is what brought me the patience to understand you know what I can't teach everybody you feel me I be want people to have these skills, but I'm like, I can't teach everybody. And when it really hit, was like, 
motherfucker was like, yo, I'm willing to give you X amount of money. You feel me? It was a decent it was a decent chunk of change. It was a decent piece to invest this for me. I said, you know, you could just buy my course, right? And still have money left over. Like, like, nah, I don't want to sit down and have to watch. Like, you don't have to watch the charts all the fucking time. You don't have to sit in front of a computer all the fucking time. I don't. I don't. And it's like, how do you get to that point? It's like, because of the way in which the, the mind has been triggered to think. So now because they don't go through the process, when they are looking at a charge, they're overthinking. Based off of the, well, last time I put money in the market, when it did this, it dropped, it did that, 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 it did that. So many different scenarios of overthinking, all based off memories that have already happened and will not happen again. Ain't that some shit. Overthinking is when we dwell on memories that have already happened that will never happen again. And I know it's crazy because it's like, well, then how do we complete the cycles? How do we, because the universe gives you what you think about the most. So you get guided in the circumstances and cycles that repeat the very shit you're dwelling on. So now you get into that. Yo, this is that bullshit that I be talking about because that's all you think about is that bullshit. You don't think about coming into new new stages of yourself. You don't come and think about moving forward the future. How many people have forward have thought forward about reality? So this is why it's like yo. So many people want to get money, but they want to stay broke because they don't know the process. They want they don't know the process of what it takes to do certain things, and they don't even want to do the because it takes you actually have to think. It sucks because I, when I started to learn that and see that when I was in, you know, school as a whole, you feel me? Motherfuckers did not want to learn shit. I had, I had, a, I had a classmate. This ties into thinking, and and you know, I had a classmate that got mad because I got an A on a on a on a court on a test that they got like a C on or they got a D or some shit like that, and it was like, yo, the test wasn't like the study guide. They was like, what you get? I, like, I got an A. They was like, how? I'm like, the fuck you mean how? I'm not stupid. The fuck? No, no, no. I didn't say you were stupid, but like the test wasn't like the study guide. It was like the study guide. No, it wasn't. None of those questions were in the same order. Oh, you rememorized the order. Okay. You're definitely a C student. <laughs> like, we're different. <laughs> we're different. It was like, but how'd you get an A if the test? No, the study guide was different from the test, but the material was still the same shit. I know the material. I understand the material. I don't give a fuck what you throw in front of me. I understand the concepts of what's going on. I don't memorize none of this shit. I understand thoroughly what it is that I'm experiencing right now so I can I can keep it. You feel me? So I can keep it. So when they like, when they give me a scenario... The recollection is there. This is where the duality of it all comes in because the recollection is there to store it. But now I know I have to channel myself into analyzing because it's like, this is the principle that that recollection taught me. Now I have to apply it to this new situation right now. It's totally different. Motherfuckers don't know how to apply old shit to new situations. They can't. The school system never taught them that. You know how you notice the school system never taught, that, taught, taught us that? You take your first critical thinking thought. Your first critical thinking class 
in college. Motherfucker struggle. Struggle. I'm like, y'all, think about it. So I don't get it. You're trying to memorize premises. It's not about memory. What does it say? If A then B and B then C, then A then C. What does that mean? Oh no. What? Like take the A and the B out. Look at the sentence. What does it say? It says, you know what I'm saying? If diamonds are hot and if diamonds are hot and heat is expensive, then diamonds are expensive. How? Nigga, how? What you mean? It's the association. You feel me? That was basic critical thought, though. That little premise, that was one of the first premises of critical thought. It doesn't even go as deep into the philosophy of shit. You feel me? That's where shit gets scary because it's like, that's when your mind has to tap into a different level of thought. Like, some of the most iconic thoughts that are still here, they they, they linger because they're not derivatives of the past. When somebody creates a thought, everybody else has to make it a memory. For example, the great Huey Newton said, power is the ability to define phenomena and make it act in a desired manner. We recall that. He thought that. I'm going to say that again. We recall that. He thought that. He preceded us. You dig what I'm saying? He preceded us. We followed him. But yet we're remembering his thought. That's some powerful shit. That's what it is to think. You think and it sets the tone and makes it solidify within the future and the reality of the world. You think you think he was really just sitting around like, you know what I'm saying? Let me write down what the greatest definition for power really is. It's like, nah, it's the thought that came. He was like, yo, you probably in regular conversation too, floated smooth. Power is the ability to define phenomena and make it act in a desired manner. Powerful shit. Because when you look at how power is, he observed the power dynamic. The thought came and he changed it. He created it. You feel me? It's hard to think for real. Because it requires you to forward push something, not recollect. This now ties into what I was talking about, the history shit. They want us to not have a template. Or they want us to have a certain template, right? But keep dwelling on it. Don't think about nothing new. Like I was just making a post or whatever, and it was like, I said, I'm black, I am black history. You dig what I'm saying? Like, and this is what it meant, but I I could dwell on the fact that, you know, because I heard it all the time. Damn, our ancestors, they couldn't read or write. Hmm. I write books now. I write and publish books. Yo, chill, homie, I got this. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Oh, so y'all couldn't do this in the past? I'm not going to still dwell on it and look at it as a fucking good achievement. We can graduate from high school now because because they couldn't read and write back in the day. Oh, they couldn't read and write back in the day? I'm going to show how proficient I've gotten with reading and writing. Oh, I'm about to show. I'm going to show off for my peoples. I'm going to show off for my ancestors. I'm going to show off for the people that preceded me. I don't give a fuck. And I look at it from this perspective because it's like, this is why history is what it is. When I tell people, history is like, you got to go back beyond the slave ships, period. And then when you go back beyond the slave ships, you got to go back to Egypt and you got to go up from Kemet and you got to span across the diaspora. You feel me? It's a running joke and people laugh at me when I say this, but I say compared to our ancestors, today we're mentally retarded. To the ancestors, we brag about being queens and kings and scholars and math technicians, um, mathematicians and all that other shit. 
we're mentally retarded to them. You know why? Because everything they did was about thought. It was not about recollection. They pushed their minds forward and forward and forward. You feel me? I talk about Imhotep, right? Imhotep being, their history will say Imhotep was the first multi-genius, right? But again, thinking, analyzing a situation is very crucial in reality, especially as, uh, especially in our masculine essence. This is why, you know, I want just to be a soul for our conversations. Because if Imhotep was a multi-genius, they say he was a physician, he was an astronomer, and an architect. Like, he he's responsible for building the pyramids, motherfucking Aristotle, no, Socrates, no, who's the motherfucker? Hipp Hippocrates. Hippocrates, you know, their history says he's the father of modern medicine. Study Hippocrates' shit. He says Imhotep is the god of medicine. <laughs> I mean, when the father calls on the god, I'm just saying, you feel what I mean? But... We get so linear, we can't analyze so much. It's like, yo, who taught Imhotep? That's the real question. Like, when we look at this shit, it's like, man, man he was a multi-genius? Whose feet did he sit at? For a multi-genius to be even a thing to that concept, like, now, we don't qualify multi-geniuses here. In this world, we don't, like, you get, oh, you got a bachelor's. You got a major. Imagine Emotep literally in real fucking time. <laughs> some funny, this is some crazy shit. He was a multi-genius, which means that what they classified him, and I'm gonna break down genius too in a second just to make things clear. As a multi-genius in those three levels, in in as a physician, which is so basically he was a whole doctor. You feel me? Architect. You feel me? He was in the construction and all. Like, he was a full designer of some shit. Creating blueprints and shit. The architect and an astronomer. You feel me? This is astrology. Nat like, he was a NASA, a rocket, basically a rocket scientist, in a sense. Right? They tell us, they got us believing that you got to go to school for 12, 13, 14 years to do all of these things. Like, so by that logic, for him to be for, at that level, that's basically PhD level at all of those things. How long does it take motherfucker to get his PhD? Going straight through, you feel me? You go... You know, undergrad, bachelor, I mean, bachelor's, master's, PhD, right? We'll say that's what, seven years? No, 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 no. Six, because four for undergrads, two for master's, six, and then two or three for, we'll say three for PhD, because you got to get your dissertation and shit like that. Nine years. Nine years to reach that level. He did it three times. So it makes you wonder, like, how old was he? Because now you have to tie into the whole major career path type shit. You feel me? Because we've been groomed since elementary school to go down a certain path. So imagine having to go down, what is it? It'll be 31 years? Technically. It's technically 31 years. Right? 31 years of each of these disciplines. How old was he? By the logic and the standards in which we put into this position now, it would it should take him roughly 31 years per thing. So he should he should have been 91 years old at that level of proficiency, but he wasn't. He was a lot younger, a lot younger, but how? Because he tapped us to thought. He didn't have to recollect shit. Now we're in a structure that only taught, teaches us to, to recall, so we can't think. So if we can't think, we can't put the things together. So this is why I also talked about the multi-genius, right? Because genius is not what you are, it's what you have. 
genius is not what you are, it's what you have. It is your shadow self. It is the side of you that taps into your creativity. So as a multi-genius, he wasn't, it wasn't, he wasn't, it wasn't in a sense of the discipline itself, it's his ability to use his genius in these three areas. Emotep is one of the reasons why I do what I do in so many different ways. And it's not like to try to emulate him, but it's like, it kind of gave me the green light. It's like, yo, I'm good at this. I'm good at this. As an entrepreneur, I, I, they're like, you'll pick a vein. I can't. Bitch, I'm in all these veins and I'm in them well. Like, I can't really say, okay, I'm going to be this guy. I'm going to be this. I'm going to be this. This is why, like, if you're watching the structure, my page is now bringing, my, my main page is now bringing everything back together. Where I once had separated because I'm listening and feeding into, I can't, it's like, yo, all of these are me. I tapped into my multi-genius and I'm using it. Like all of these things are unrelated, but it's still the essence and the core is me. You dig what I'm saying? And that comes from me not overthinking shit, but it comes from me analyzing shit. That is the core part of the shit. Like the overthinking sticks to one little, like it sticks to a memory. And if you don't have the memory for that, how can you overthink about it? Now you get to a point where you're creating false scenarios for yourself. You feel me? Like, motherfuckers have really psyched themselves out of some shit they never experienced before. Why don't you want to do this? Oh, because I got to do this. I got to do this. How you know? You don't know what you don't know. I've had a conversation with somebody who matter-of-factly told somebody some bullshit while I was sitting, standing right there. And I'm like, that is not right at all. <laughs> it's like, I gave you a small nugget of information and you magnified it like as if, as if it was so much more than that. And you knew nothing about what you was talking about. And I know you don't know nothing about what you're talking about because I know that what you're saying is not right. So the conversation was I had put somebody up on a stock. They asked me about a stock and I gave them one. Didn't say nothing else. You feel me? It was a penny stock because they were like, you know, I don't want to put that much in. I don't like people so fearful. They're so scary. And it was like, yeah, you know, because I invest. You feel me? It's their first one. I invest. So he's like, it's real easy to do. See, it's like, okay, you got to buy shares. He said, like, I would recommend you getting penny stocks because they're safer. No, the fuck they not. Penny stocks, volatile as shit. I don't know who told you that. And he was like, you, I never said penny stocks are safer. I said, they're cheaper. Cheap ain't always good. Y'all got to get out of that mindset of, of wanting to buy cheap shit all the time. Because you got to get what comes with cheap. You got to get what comes with cheap. You feel me? But the point that I was making with that was that when we get into the mentality of, or when we stay in the mentality of recollecting shit, we easily overthink. So when we're considering masculinity as a spiritual, mental, and physical embodiment, the essence of analysis and deconstruction, it has nothing to do with overthinking. Contextually from what we're talking about, what we established thinking really is go back to the school system and just watch how many things you've done is like the moments when you were supposed to think you didn't the moment like you feel me the moments you were supposed to recall you did tying it back to spelling bees you feel me tying it back to spelling bees that's recalling a sequence of letters it's really not a skill if you repeat it enough you got it. This is the difference, like, where it's like, when I used to rap, when I used to rap, I used to tell people, like, I'd be like, yo, I'm a murderer off the head, but when I write, I'm an assassin. I said, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. But when I'm freestyling, there's nothing for me to draw on. 
like consciously. Like I have to have all of the nuggets and shit in my head and I got to start just forming the rhymes. You feel me? Just letting shit flow. But when I intentionally write and I, okay, this is what I'm going to talk about. Whole different precision. You feel what I'm saying? That's like freestyling. Freestyling is like that. Being able to improv and think on a moment. A lot of people can't do that shit because they can't think. They can only recall. So if it's like, oh shit, it's not here. I freak out. The sky is falling. Chicken little. Oh! This ain't the way it was supposed to go. It can go whichever way you want it to go. You control it. But like I said, when we look at how things play out in our worlds, the way the universe gives a shit, it's like, what's in your mind the most? Because that's what's going to manifest into your reality. You feel me? That's going to manifest into your reality. Now, this is not to say, oh, don't remember and just only try to focus on new shit. Like, no, because that becomes difficult. This is why I was talking about the, um, the vision board. The vision board, goal list, all of that shit helps you define something and box it in. If you've read So Frail, no, no, I didn't put this in So Frail. Oh, I never talked about this before. Mm, this, that's right. Good. This was in my sessions, my one-on-one sessions and shit for Shaka Clear. Okay, yeah. So I'm going to give you all a little nugget from that. You have the squared circle and the circle square. Or you have the square and the circle, right? Both measure 360 degrees, but the square is finite. The circle is infinite. I may have talked about this in a podcast episode. I'm not sure. But the square is finite. The circle is infinite. Square is masculine. Circle is um, feminine, whatever. Okay. But we're sticking it to the example of making it, of connecting it to this, right? Circle is infinite, right? There's a starting point and an ending point, but there's an infinite amount of possibilities that you can start and end the circle. You feel me? There's only like four definite ways that you can start and end a square. You feel me? Wait, let me see. Because you got four corners. Yeah. So there's typically four ways in which you can start and end a square. Well, eight if you do the reverse, but you know what I'm saying. It's, it's a finite amount. You feel what I'm saying? Thought is infinite. Recollection is finite. This is why we stay boxed in. This is why they say think outside the box. The box is actually the square, 360 degrees of finite. Inf- Don't get too excited, bro. Look, the square is 360 degrees of finite consciousness, right? They tell you to think outside the box. There's a lot of subconscious shit that we speak and we don't get it. It's like, yo, think outside the box. This is why the thought is infinite. Because there's no bounds. There's no limit to what it is. So this is also why I was saying, before I say that part, and the memory, the recollection, is finite. That's what boxes you in as a human, mentally. We're constantly recalling shit. And never thinking about nothing new or anything new. That bum bitch that's still the bum bitch that's still the bum bitch. All you're going to do is find bum bitches. The scamming chicks, the hot girls that you want to go spend the hot girls. Like that's all you're going to run into based off of that. You feel me? Your thought creates a reality. So now I'm saying this because the thoughts are infinite. They don't box you in. They liberate you. Thoughts liberate you. They don't want us to think because think causes liberation. You feel me? But when you think, it's infinite, right? So now it's like, this is where the balance comes in. This is what I was talking about. You have opposite sides of the same coin, but you have to acknowledge the quarter. You have to recollect equally. You have to analyze. You have to think together. Both of those things have to run hand in hand. But this is where the square and the circle come in because they're both 360 degrees, 
right? So technically they're quote unquote, they're not the same shape, but they're the same measurement of shape. 360 degrees. Basically a square is still full circle. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? It comes back around. But the thing about it is that when it comes to thought and recollection, your recollection is designed to bind your thoughts. So you're not thinking too far. This is the difference between, this is how you can become unrealistic. When you think without boundaries, when you are a circle without its square. You feel what I'm saying? But at the same time, this is how you keep from growing. When you have infinite amounts of thoughts that you stick into one box that you can't see anything out of. So it's not so much as, you know, thinking is just a good, like, because this is where your fanaticism comes in. And I mean, actually thinking, not overthinking in the sense of always recalling shit. I mean, the thought process of it being out, like not many people think for the forward aspect. It's like, okay, this is what I had to do, or this is what I got to do. And it's like, now what's the next action point? I don't know. Cause it's nothing, it's nothing to remember. It's nothing to recall. I, I had to learn this and master this concept as an entrepreneur because there was never a, a, a I could, there was never a day I can, I can recall and say, okay, remember this day. You know, when I had a job, it was like, okay, if I worked, you know, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and I had this particular task to do, it's the same fucking task every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Right? I'm in that box. There's nothing outside to make me think of other options or other things like that. It's like, no. As an entrepreneur, it's a different level of creativity. The thoughts run. I have so many different ideas. Okay, this will work, this will work, this will work, this will work. And if I don't put a bound to say, okay, yes, all of these will work, but only work with these. You feel what I'm saying? That's the the, the power of the mind and bringing it back center and shit, right? But if you're constantly dwelling on what the past is, because recollection teaches you that you're never able to access and tap into the actual thinking point of being forward and thinking. You're not going to grow as a human being and you're going to stay in that box that they put you in. You feel what I'm saying? You're going to stay in that fucking box that they put you in. So when they tell you to think outside the box, and that's what the mind fuck is right there. And that's the purpose of all it is. They say think outside the box, but it's really recollect outside of the box. But the recollection is what keeps you in the box. Talk about a motherfucking mindfuck. And don't forget to check out Cafe Clothing, formerly Just Seen's merch. Get all of your intricate designs crafted specifically for the melanated being to develop a positive imagery within self and to have a little bit of fun in the process. From the peace, love, knowledge, and freedom to the dead horses and water designs, all the styles are crafted for the imagery to make you feel as you're supposed to feel. Because as I always say, the best way to fit in is to stand out. And what better way to stand out than with your exclusive styles from Cafe clothing. All right, I'm going to go ahead and end it there because y'all know, as always, I got shit to do. You feel me? I got shit to do. Um, but yeah, this episode, it was like I said, it was prompted by a young homie and shit. Like, it made me think. It made me really think. And it was like, yo, what's the difference between overthinking and analyzing? And this is when I get to those 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 moments of like, when people ask me shit, it's like, yo, they, they always they're like, yo, why do you pause first? And then respond. Like, how come you don't just 
you know, and it's like, then I see moments where you'll take a step back and it's like, because I'm not recalling on any, I'm not listening to you to respond. I don't hear you just to respond. I listen to you so I can say the right thing back. So it's like, hmm, you talking about this. Now let me think about what you're talking about. Not, oh yeah, here's here's my memory for that. You feel me? But again, like I said, back to being a conversationalist, like you have to know how to infuse both of those. You have to be able to think and recollect in the middle of a conversation. In giving and receiving your message, you know you have to know how to recall and you know how to have to know how to think to get the situation to be what it's gonna be. You feel what I'm saying? A lot of us, a high percentage of us, we just stay in the dwelling aspects of the past. You feel me? We don't fuck with the thoughts. We don't fuck with the future because the future is hard. Like it's like, yo, everybody says shit like, yo, you can't predict the future. You can create it. That's better. You feel me? So you can definitely pick predict the future when you can create it. It just takes time. And this is what people don't get. Because what I love, what I love about the thought process and what I love about future and what about love about all of these things is that people say it's gonna take time to get to that point. But then when they recollect, they realize how much time they lost by not doing it. You feel what I'm saying? By not doing it. I was just talking to um I was talking to Beta Bun real quick about um about some of the shit that I be saying sometimes. Like I'd be like, yo, back when I was like 25 and shit. And it was like, yo, you say that shit like you old or something. And it's not. Like I'm only 31 physically, right? But experience wise. The data pool that I have as far as recollection now within that six years is different because of all of the thoughts that I put into the world in those moments. So the the forward thinking part of that stuff, like the the knowledge base and the shit that I've obtained now is crazy. Not just from uh just like, you know what I'm saying, from every like from entrepreneurship, from history, science. Like I've brung so many different worlds and I studied so many different things, herbalisms. Like I was making a conversation with somebody, well, making a conversation. I was having a conversation with somebody and we was talking about um I was like, yo, I don't forgot shit that motherfuckers ain't even learned yet. And it hit me differently because it's like, how deep is the recollection pool that I be forgetting shit that motherfuckers ain't learned yet? But it's not just for the recollection part. It's the thought process. I experience a lot of shit. I experience a lot of shit. Like, you feel me? Like, when I was mentioning the conversation, you know what I'm saying, with somebody about the religion and shit, and it was like, why don't I do I was like, they were like, yo, you just, I studied this shit for seven years, bro. <laughs> I grew up under the tutelage of a very, a very masterful uh, uh, Bible study teacher. Like, he talked about the Greek and the Hebrew and, you know, Septuagint and understanding shit like that. He set the tone. And I studied this shit myself for seven years. It don't leave me. But at the same time, I had, like... I don't dive into it like that because I don't have to anymore. It's like it's one of those things. It's like the thought process with it is so much that I know how to hit a point that most motherfuckers ain't even talked about yet. Or the person that I'm talking to is like, yo, so I don't have to go, well, break down this. It's like, I'm going to shut you up with this when I go about your way. You feel me? Like the like the thing about like, yo, so his name wasn't Yeshua. Like, I made you think, well, damn, if his name ain't Yeshua, I mean, his name ain't Jesus. And I've been saying that Jesus name all this time. Yes, now go sit with that. Let your mind wander. Get the fuck out of my face. You feel me? <laughs> because I know what it's going to do to your mind. 
Now, I don't know fuck it up type shit, but it's like, now go sit with that. And when you get the answer, come back and fuck with me. Until then, leave me alone. You feel me? Leave me the fuck alone. Like, that's what it is. That's what a thought will do to you. Thought plants a seed and creates the future. Like, creates the reality. There's people who's like, yo, you changed my perspective because I never thought about it like that before. Is it that you never really thought about it? You just don't have that recollection in your thought, in your your mind. Because nobody gave you that perspective. Perspective is real. Like, it's, it's powerful. But before perspective, you got to have perception. Like, a lot of us can't even get past the perception of a thing to gain the perspective. Because our perception, we can't even get past our perception enough to gain somebody else's perspective. But that ties to our thoughts. Because it's like, if you don't fit within my memory banks, you bullshit. That's cat. That's cat. I ain't never heard of that. Don't mean it didn't make a sound. The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> That's a new slogan. Let me write that shit down too. Look, <laughs> if a motherfucker say, <laughs> if a motherfucker say, if a motherfucker say, I ain't never heard of that. I'm like, yo, that don't mean it. That, if a tree falls in the woods and nobody's around to hear it, does that mean it didn't make a sound? No. Just because you have not heard of this information that I'm actively speaking about does not mean that that information is not active in this world right now. You just haven't, you know what I'm saying? I've had people completely, you know, that's bullshit. You just done the third. Come back to me. Yo, bro. I found out that shit that you was talking about. Yo, that shit. You was you wasn't playing. I know. I know. That's why I say go fact check me. I want you to get to that point yourself. Don't believe shit that I say, because that's going to keep you in the memory banks. I don't want you to trust my words. I don't want you to trust how I deliver a message. That's why I use profane profanity. I weed the motherfuckers out who need you to talk a certain way. No, fuck the bullshit. I need you to get the information. Not to just run with it, but to understand it. Go beyond belief. Go beyond knowledge. Go beyond experience and understand the shit. Nobody can shake your foundation. I speak with conviction because I'm convicted in what I understand. I don't believe shit no more. When I tell people that, they be like, oh, put a little cross up with their fingers and shit. You're a devil worshiper. Nigga, I don't believe in that motherfucker either. Like, you feel me? Like, y'all don't get the point. And it's always tied to religion whenever I say that shit. They be like, oh, so you don't believe in God. I said, I don't believe in anything. Now, if you have a conversation with me, you get to the point where now, this is going, I'm going to wrap this up and it's going to be full. Like, if I tell you I don't believe in anything, the recollection box that associates with this thought, first thing you have to think of is, oh, atheist that doesn't believe in God worships the devil. That's the sequence of events that goes with that thought based off of your memory and your recollection is there. You feel me? So when I tell people that, they automatically have to shut down because they're tied that I can't talk to people like this. I'm not going to be able to learn from people like this. There's a few who are open-minded who say, you know, I would love to see what you're talking about. And it's like, okay, cool. Then I go into the next stage. I don't believe in anything because I understand what I allow into my mind. I seek understanding in what I allow into my mind, what I allow into my soul. Oh, so what's the difference between belief and understanding? I'm glad you asked. There's four levels to the mind. Belief is at the bottom. Understanding is at the top. I refuse to believe in anything because that that means I am at the lowest level of my mind. With that concept. So I got to get through the wall of cognitive dissonance with it. I have to get to the knowledge base of it. I have to get to the experience of it for myself to get to the understanding of it. 
If I can't create shit with the thing that's in my head, if anything is in my head, if I can't create anything with it, I don't understand it. It's that simple. Creativity, just like you have a wall of cognitive dissonance between belief and knowledge, there is a wall of creativity between experience and understanding. When you learn how to create with what you've experienced, you understand it. You feel me? This is why it's like, how do you always have an example for some shit? Because I understand it. That's how I understand my shit. And I got to make it so that, you know, I was taught to, if you can't explain it to a six-year-old, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm not saying y'all six years old and shit, but I got to make it so y'all can understand the shit. But I got to understand it first. I can get at those points where I'm talking about all this metaphysical 5D bullshit and all of this shit, but it's like, what difference does it make if you're not going to understand it? What did Badu say? What good do your words mean if they can't understand you? That's what happens to a lot of these motherfucking conscious people. Like, they be like, yo, all right, I'm going to say this and I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. The whole, I remember, you resonate, everything resonated. There was a whole little epoch of time when everything resonated. And I would always look at motherfuckers like, so what did I mean? I don't know what you're saying, but it resonated. There's no way in hell that you can understand what I'm saying then. <laughs> like, there's no way it can resonate if you don't know what I'm talking about. You believe me. That's what it is. You fucking believe me. You don't, it don't resonate. You believe what I'm saying. You believe the messenger. That's all. You feel me? That causes a reality in which we think something resonates, but what does it resonate with? If you're not a thinker, if you're not actually thinking about a thing, but you're recalling and trying to find a database, like, I don't know what part of my database is there, but I know it's something in me that doesn't feel right with that. People have said that to me. It's like, I can't put words in it, but it's like, I can't explain it because that's something that resonates within your soul. There's something, part of a, probably something a part of your Akasha records that makes you re recall it and resonate with it. But have you accessed what it is to understand it? Nah. That's why it's resonance. That's why it's like, I look at how people will say things like, um, I should say like, I'm like, yo, you can't offend me. Cause it's like, <laughs> you have to understand, you would have to be able to understand the same level I'm understanding to be able to offend me with something. You feel me? It's like, I understand where you coming from, which like whatever, like shit can't be offensive. When you have understanding. I understand when somebody's being disrespectful, they're trying to be that shit. And it's like, at that point, I have a choice. Do I allow this to get to me or not? You feel me? Like, it's like that. It's like that shit. But if we don't truly understand the reality of our shit, then we overthink. And as we now have established, like, thinking what we have, we believe thinking to be thinking when it's really not, it's really recollection. Because to think is different. That's why it's like, you heard that phrase, I think, therefore I am. I want to say it's in the Bible. It seems like it was in Shakespeare or some shit. I don't know. Well, he wrote them. Never mind. Look, and <laughs> say, I think, therefore I am. Right? The phrase is, I think, therefore I am. So it's like, we know thought precedes action. But thought also precedes being. And the conceptualization in the mind of I think, therefore I am, and knowing that there's a duality of recollection and actual thought, that which stays in your mind the most is what you are. It's what you attract. It's what you gravitate towards. 
People get on my nerves with the whole, you attract what you are, you attract this, that, and the third, you attract, you attract what's in your mind the most. You don't attract what you are. You attract what stays in your mind the most. Well, you do attract what you are in the sense that what stays in your mind the most is who you are. What you choose to dwell on every single day. You feel me? Every single morning, every single, like, you know, tell women, you know, I tell the sisters and shit who be like, yo, where the good men at? I don't know. Y'all keep saying y'all want fuck boys. The fuck you know? The fuck would you want us to do? You feel me? We don't want fuck boys. We tired of fuck boys. But all you talk about is fuck boys. Take a moment. Look, I'm going I'm to end with this. Look, take a moment and draw on a recollection. Right? Think about something from the conventional sense. And constantly, like, reaffirm it and watch how it plays out in your life. The music you listen to, the thing like, watch how it plays itself out. Now, creating a thought, you like, create a vision board. Now, don't use just words. Don't just write something down because you have to be a reader. You have to be an avid reader in order for a vision board of words to stick. In order for a goal, and this is something that I've learned, you know what I mean, dealing with people who's like, I wrote down a goal list. I didn't manifest my goals or whatever the case may be. If you are not an average reader, writing down regular words is not going to work for you. You need pictures. I know that sounds funny. Oh, picture book readers and shit. Uh, if you're not an avid reader who actually looks at words every single day, when you see words, it's not going to draw you to look at them. You feel what I'm saying? It's basic. Like, it's, it's simple as fuck. Like, if you're somebody who writes all the time, writing little notes for yourself, leaving shit like that. You're more apt to, when you see words that are small, that have writing, like you're more likely to read them. This is anywhere in, in, in life. Like if you see something written down, you're more likely to, and you're a writer, you look at it and you read it. You take the time to read it. You feel what I'm saying? By that same example, if you are somebody who is visual and sees pictures and shit like that, writing words won't do anything for you. You overlook the words because you're focused on just seeing the pictures. So the vision board Whatever your thought is or what you want to do, say you want to be something when you grow up, <laughs> you feel me? Make the vision board for it. Make the vision board based off of what, how you are. Are you an avid reader? Do you need visuals? Like, what do you need? Create them. See them every day. That programs the thought in your head, into your unconscious mind to set the intention to make you think about it. So now you're storing this in your recollection. You feel me? And you're able to constantly think about it. But if you're focusing on like, okay, I, you know... I think about one time, okay, I want to make this. I want to make, let's say you want to make $250,000 in a year. And you just write it down in words. But you're not an avid reader. You never revisit your goal list. You don't read it again. It doesn't hit your mind. And then it gets to a point where you don't even read it. You're just looking at it. You're just looking at the word. It's not even sticking anymore because you're not reading intentionally. You feel what I'm saying? Try that. Try that. If you are an avid reader and you read a lot, write something down. Or if you, somebody like, create a vision board. Do both if you need to, but do that. With the things that you want immediately. Like, don't be, un, don't be unrealistic because that's what fucks you up. Feel me? That's why I talk about a circle and a square. Don't be unrealistic. Say, I want to make $750,000 in three weeks. You feel me? Don't, don't be unrealistic on shit like that. Like, you could. Don't get me wrong. Motherfucker could, but you know what it's going to take to be that, to get that. And that shit will fuck you up. I did that before. I told when I first released So Frail One, I said I wanted to sell 100,000 copies by October of the next year. 
And I was adamant about it. I wrote it, made it a goal. It was on my vision board and everything like that. I didn't sell 100,000 copies. But let me tell you what I did get. I got the resources in between time to generate that, to generate the necessary skill set. Because I was like, yo, to do that, you have to market. You have to advertise. You're not going to be able to just, you know. At first, it was on some. At first, the first reality was that, yo, I just got to get 100,000 followers on social media. Duh. It's 100,000 books. Mm-mm. 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 I haven't even broke 8,000 yet because I stopped. I said, nah, I'm, I don't give a fuck about the followers anymore because that's not going to get it. It was different. You had to learn how to market it. You got to learn how to advertise it. Then you had to learn. You have for, then you, to, so to do that, you have to learn what marketing is and learn what advertising is and that they're two totally different things. They just happen to go together. You feel me? You build on that. So I built the resources to say, oh, shit. This is what it's going to take to scale up, to do everything I need to do to sell 100,000 copies of this book. Okay. Challenge accepted. You feel me? So keep that in mind too. When you create your vision board and everything, there may be things that you want that you may think, I'm not getting this yet, but are you getting the skill to get you there? That's what it's all about. Because now, like I said, when you constantly see your vision board, there's intention. Intention is being wired down to your unconscious mind to make you act in a certain way. And when you act in a certain way, it's giving you the, the guiding you to those different places. So my brothers, I say that to say this. Take the time to learn when you're overthinking. Take the time to learn when you're analyzing. And take the time to separate the difference between when you're thinking and when you're remembering shit. A lot of times we be thinking we be in our head, we just reminiscing. We just reminiscing. We ain't really thinking. And then when we are thinking and it's like, okay, so many different kids, which way do I go? Which way do I go? And it starts to give you anxiety. You got to put a bind to the shit and say, I'm only focusing on this, that, and the third. Fuck anything else that has nothing to do with it. This is what I'm focusing on. You feel me? Lock that shit down and go from there. And that's what, that's what the difference is between overthinking and analyzing. And that's why masculinity is a spiritual, mental, and physical embodiment, the essence of analysis and deconstruction. It starts in your mind. You feel me? We got to break down shit to, our, to its absolute component and store it somewhere. And then we got to decide when it's stored, are we going to just dwell on it or are we going to create with it? You feel me? And the creation derives from the fact that you have to be able to think. Dwelling requires you to recall. And all this time, for years, we've been thinking, oh, thinking and recollection is the same thing. Think about it. You in class, yo, think about it. Teacher asking you something about history. Think about it. What's the answer? Mm, I'm running through my database to say, okay, blah, 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 1942. Ah, it was 1943, but you were close. You feel me? We store too much shit. You feel me? But we don't transmute it or release it in the future. Feel me? There's shit right now that I can't like. There's shit about masculinity that I can't forget because of that. Because I thought about it. I didn't just. I don't just constantly re recollect about it. Now I thought about it, created something out of it, understood it, and put it out. So now I know the bubble that I need to stay in to say, okay, this is where I'm at with that. Because there's so many, like, so much. Yo, what is masculinity? Masculinity is just ma until we define that shit, we're gonna be everywhere with it. When I codified the definition, it's like this is what the fuck we're talking about period. You feel me? And that's what the difference is between the thought, the overthinking and analysis, but to, you got to understand how thinking has been programmed within us. Um, but I'm going to end it there. This shit's long. Um, 
Go ahead and kiss your babies. Make sure they eat the vegetables. And our sons, they already have this ability. They already have this ability open to think and to recall. Our daughters too, but this is over our conversations. To think and recall. Their ability to think stops because we take it away from them. It's like, yo, you always doing something. You always into something. Go sit your ass down somewhere. They stop thinking. The reason why they're always up in some shit is because they're thinking. They're thinking. They're using their five senses to identify the world. They are thinking. We then train them to remember, which ultimately is going to lead them to action and consequence. And if the consequences aren't bad enough to stop the action, the action won't stop. You dig what I mean? The action won't stop. But when we teach them to think, like we can't tell a child, think before you act. You know what they think about? If I do this shit, <laughs> I know I might get caught. But if I get caught, what is that? What is the? How is the outcome for me if I get caught? They're not thinking about what am I actually doing here? Can this fuck up my life? What will this lasting effect have in my future? You feel me? As a kid, my mama told me one day, she looked me in my face when she found out I was having sex and shit. I was already fucking by then, but you feel me? She said, I can't stop you, but I'm going to tell you to use protection. I'm going to tell you this. Whenever you have sex with these women, look at, look at them in the face and ask, am I willing to have a baby with them? If that answer is no, you need to get up. You feel me? So in that moment that I was able to think before I got to look at the shorty, I said, yeah, I got to go, yo. What? What's going on? Nah, man. At that point, pussy was no longer pussy anymore. It was no longer pussy anymore. It was, nigga, this shit comes with something. Imagine if you had, like, and I looked at her circumstances, I was like, I looked at our circumstances. I ain't going to just say hers. Like, we all grew up in the same area and shit. But I mean, in the sense of, I'm basing it off, oh, I know I'm going to college. I know I'm this. They didn't have that vision. She didn't, like, she wasn't looking that far. She wasn't looking that far. And we was like 16 and shit, like 16, 15 years old and shit. 14-ish, somewhere around that three-year pocket. But those are the things it's like I learned to start thinking. And that's what I admit to think before you act. Like process this scenario for the future. Don't recall on like, because if I thought about it from the past, it's like, hmm. I, this is what it would be like to recall on the situation when I think I'm thinking. It's like, you know, I got condoms. Kind of pop, I got extra just in case. It's like, yo, I never thought about the future part. If you had a baby with her right now, what it's going to look like? What it's going to be like? I laugh at the fact that she wasn't as smart as me sometimes. I was like, yo, she was thick, but it's like certain shit was like, yo, she, you don't even like her as a mother. As a mother. So why would you like, you feel me? It's like you really just having a fling. That's what it is to think. And I'm saying that to apply it on a broader scale. Not just about sex, but teach our boys to actually give them the free reign to think about the situation rather than having to recall all the time. Because if they recall, it's basically just action and consequence. But if they're learning how to think, they're able to process shit. Say, what scenario, what what do you have here right now? You feel me? Oh, I got this, that, and the third. Okay, what can you do with it? Don't think about what you can do as recalling from the past or what you've already done with it. What can you do with this right now? Legos are the best example of being able to stay in the moment and think. You feel me? Yeah, when you get your little Lego kit, first thing you want to do is build the shit on the box. But after a while, you use about four or five and you just start getting creative with shit. Everything is a different thing. 
but you create it in, in a way in which it binds. So it's like you're not dwelling on the past, but now you're adding on to the past by creating more things with what you think. So teach our boys that shit and make sure they hold true to it and let them, you know, really stand in that space so they can get so we can grow. Because this is a part of the development of masculinity. Like we need our boys to be in a space where they can think. Because when it's time to protect, when it's time to protect and provide, and he doesn't know how to think about it, he then has to go ask permission to do so. He has to go have an intercessor. He has to go ask his imams, his bishops, and all these things. Yo, how do I? You feel me? There's no way you can convince me that a man is a protector and a provider when he needs to ask permission from another man who has to ask permission from another man on what they should do to solve their problem. There's no thought there. There's no thought there. So we can't raise our boys like that anymore. It's all fucked up. But go ahead and kiss your babies. Make sure they eat their vegetables. And I'm going to see you all on the next one. Peace, love, knowledge, and freedom. I'm out.